The WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Snag tickets without distress. Use promo code CFBX on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code CFBX. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play Underdog Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times the amount in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by VSIN. Sign up now and save 40% off football season special when you use promo code SGP. VSIN.com slash subscribe, promo code SGP. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice of the guy. It's me, really real, villain real. It's Ralph from Virginia here at your service. Come to bring me my money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. And you know I'm here with my co-host, my guy, Scott Studio Rochelle. Scott, what's going on? Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Overall, doing pretty well. I had another good episode last time out. I know after getting buried in the first day of the playoffs. I've been kind of on fire. So hopefully it stays that way. Went 2-1 and one on the picks at the end. Won the lock. I had the over in the Aces and, and uh, Wings game. You know, we said it was going to be 180. It got to 180. Not surprised there. Lost the dog, unfortunately. John Quell got the rebounds, but the Liberty lost, which was a bit surprising. But still, either way, lost the dog. And I had a Rike over four and a half assists at even money as my prop. She had six, so that worked out pretty well. But once again, we were on the right angles for most of the game ones, and hopefully it stays that way for game two. Yeah, I did miss my lock and the wings 10 and a half. They were in that game, and it just kind of pulled away at the, the second end. half. It wasn't pretty. For Yeah, it wasn't. They, they pulled away in the second half. But we, we cashed Connecticut Sun, <laughs> and – in a way that we didn't expect, we expected for the Sun to be in the game. We didn't think that they were going to steal the game outright, but that it, that's how it goes sometimes. And so here we have another game two here for the Connecticut Sun, who are up 1-0. And it's just that stat again. Teams coming off of game three, coming into that next series, they're really, really good, man. Like, they're really, really good. So uh, definitely looking forward to talking and breaking that down. And... Another night of basketball on a what is this a Tuesday night that that's really gonna this is where the WNBA can thrive. I still can't believe they put the games on Sunday. I can't believe they games on Sunday. That's college football cannot. College football has not realized that they can dominate every single day other than Sunday. And so because they haven't, now the WNBA, especially during playoff time, can really really step in here and. This is what people are betting. Everybody's tuning in to us tonight because there's nothing else to talk about. So everybody's locked in here. They're, what are they, talking about baseball with Malcolm and Moonoff? No way. They're the more locked in over here at the WNBA Gambling Podcast. So we're going to give it to them. We got two games on the slate today. And our first game up is the Connecticut Sun going to play the New York Liberty. 
Liberty opened up as eight and a half point favorites. They are now nine and a half point favorites. 159 and a half is the total here. That's come down two points from open. Connecticut Sun effectively ran them out the building. Like effectively, they ran them out the building. 78-63 in the uh, second opening in the first game of the second round. Sorry, I can't even talk today. In the first game of that second round and where pretty much everything that could have went right for the Sun did go right. They were able to hold the Liberty to only 63 points, which is the lowest output that they've had, I believe, the entire playoffs. And that's playing against a, a really, really good Washington defense. So I'm interested in what you're doing here. We got the chat rolling. The chat is hot. Muhammad Bamba is talking about, you could have just said Mo Bamba. Like, I know, I know. But talking about Asia should have won MVP. We are a pro Alyssa Thomas uh, podcast for MVP here. We are a very pro Alyssa Thomas for MVP podcast. And you know what? The MVP race, real quick before we get in the game, because it's really funny. Because if you check out some of the WNBA insiders, uh, that tweet around Dano uh, that that gives out picks and he tweets around. He he polled about 24 of the 60 voters. For the record, I would have had Brianna in third. He polled 24 of the 60 voters and 12 first place of those 24 that he actually got their vote from. 12 of them said Alyssa Thomas for first place votes. So I don't know what happened. And then I think out of that 12, I think there was also another six, maybe eight. Let me go to his tweet because he tweeted it out. And while so, you pull that up, my order would have been ET Asia and then Brianna. I would have had Brianna in third. I don't so know where you would have you, had him, but that's what I would have had. I would not have had, I would not have had her in first. So his poll was interesting. Coming back and looking at the final tally of the votes, Brianna Stewart had 20 of the 20 first place votes of the 60 available. Yeah, 20 of the 60. Alyssa Thomas had 23 first place votes, man. She lost with more. Is this, is this, she had the most first place votes out of anybody. Like Scott. We just lost a 50 to 1 MVP ticket and we had the most first place votes. If that's not one of the worst bad beats I've ever had in my career. We they had have the, the most the, first place votes. Yeah, the, do they so, have the rest of the results? Do they have yeah, like the so second place? I imagine them right people now. left AT off the ballot and that's probably how you got screwed if I had to guess. So you look here and first place votes, which are 10 points to your total score. Brianna Stewart had 20. Alyssa Thomas had 23 and Asia Wilson had 17 second place votes. Brianna Stewart had 23 second place votes. Asia Wilson had 25 second place votes and Alyssa Thomas had 12. So I was third right. place People, votes. Okay. Third place votes. You had uh, 25 third place votes for Alyssa Thomas, 17 third place votes for both Brianna Stewart and Asia Wilson. So what happened was, is that you either had two people that were on one side of the spectrum, either Alyssa Thomas, hundred percent deserved to be MVP, or they didn't feel like she deserved to be MVP. There was nobody in the middle and that's what screwed us. And I will not, I cannot fathom to to explain how frustrating that is because we were right i don't care what nobody says i don't care that she won by seven votes we were right she had 23 first place votes and it's because i gotta count up the scores how that's got to be one of the closest races of all time right 
I mean, seven the between. So we had four forty six for Stewie, who won the award. Four thirty nine for oh god Alyssa Thomas, and four thirty three for Asia Wilson. That's got to be the closest race of all time. That's nuts. We lost. <laughs> we lost because people didn't think she deserved to be second place. Twelve second place votes, and to just throw out there. Nafisa Collier had one. I don't know who gave her the third place vote, but Nafisa Collier had one third place vote. She had 32 fourth place votes. But, and I mean, that one third place vote means a lot, by the way, because that's five points. And yeah. she only lost by seven. That one third place vote means a lot. By the way, I looked it up. It's the second time ever that the MVP runner up had more first place votes than the winner. First time was in 2005. By the way, one person gave Chelsea Gray a third place vote. I, 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 I just, over AT? I, 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 they gave Chelsea Gray a third place vote over Nafisa Collier. No at offense to point, AT, but that, and no offense to Gray, but that, that's, no, a, that's a ridiculous vote. At this point, I would have rather give Jewel Lloyd the, the third place vote because at least she led the league in scoring. I, I, I mean, I, I, Gray, which is not even the best player on her own team. We had the most first place votes. We had the most first place votes on a 50 to one MVP vet. We had the most first, like, and it's only so frustrating because I had the bet. I yep. had the bet and I'm sitting here and I'm sweating and I, I, I just. I don't I, know. It's not, it's the not fact right. that somebody, the fact that somebody even made Asia a third, a fourth place vote is insane. Cause she got a fourth place vote. I, I, I hate the media. Honestly, I, I just hate the media. Um, we gave it a good run. I see people asking, Hunter's asking if it's going to motivate Stewie tonight. I think the opposite. I think it's going to motivate AT. I don't know why Stewie would be motivated. She just got the trophy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I'm, I'm just still. No, because so, guys, these like literally just came out. He literally just tweeted the results 13 minutes ago. So this is like actual physically me understanding because one i didn't know that she officially got mvp i thought we still had a chance but i guess that was ruled yeah so that happened while i was on air i was on air with another show and then i immediately came here so i'm actually this is real time me realizing that we lost this bet and the way that we lost it because she had 23 first place votes i i i, I, I just don't know man it, she cleared them in first place votes. It's because they, I thought we were screwed when the AP award was announced for Stewie about a week or two ago. I think yeah, but I, but that. I would hope I would at least prefer for it to have been a landslide. Yeah. It, it's because people they just felt like that she didn't compare to the other two, and she got all these third place votes. 25. I'm also confused how Stewie won because the Aces had the best record. Asia and Stewie can argue are like one A one B in terms of talent, and AT carried, so I don't know how Stewie ended up winning. If AT, if if uh, Asia won, okay, I can get it, but I don't know why Stewart won. Why did Stewart win? I, I don't know. Whatever. We've talked about it. I I don't. I wouldn't have voted for. So, but I do think AT and Asia are going to be pissed tonight. Uh okay. All right, let's, let's talk about – before we talk about the games that are actually being played tonight, i got to talk to you about the Game Time app because if you want to go and try to catch tickets, go check the Game Time. I think they might be tonight. But, hey, 
can possibly be able to sneak your way into plays there with the map, lowest guarantee price. And, and, and look, last this is lacking. Like this is for those last second people like me. Hundred percent where it's at. Second things like me for me for me to go out here just buy it to wherever I want to go. If I want to go to a comedy show, a concert, anything like that, do it with the game at last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Make sure you use CFBX, our promo code CFBX, and that will give you $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account, use redeem code CFBX, and I'll get you $20 off your first purchase. Download the game time app today. And we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Well, everyone, they released the winners of the 10K for football this past week three. I shall read you off the list of favorites because I was not up there again. And unfortunately, I'm very, very heartbroken over it. I'm so here are like your favorites. Favorites means winners. No, the these yes, these are these are the people that are just the favorites because you have to be somebody's favorite for you to be able to be picked. Oh, okay. So here are the list of favorites. We have L Big Guns who got ten thousand dollars. Shout out to L Big Guns. Geed up seven one three. Shout out to you. If any of you are you know, listeners of the WNBA Gambling Podcast, definitely come shout me out. I may actually uh, bring, we might, you know what? If Underdog gives one of our listeners the 10K, reach out to us. We'll bring you on the show. We'll we'll do an Underdog lineup together. We'll Definitely. I want you to be able to tout because this is crazy being one of the favorites. Going back down the list, Elbert 22 Dutch Boy, uh, Jay Stutzman, Ice Trey 21. He didn't need any more money. Roddy 24. He probably didn't need any more money if that's uh, from the Memphis Grizzlies. DA 89. Rainier 2 and Drizzle 21. These names sound familiar. Are these the names from the last week? Did, did somebody get this twice? Oh, no. None of these are the exact on the same name. I, have no I don't idea. know why these. But congratulations to the week three winners of being the favorite. Hopefully I can be the favorite this week. It's going to continue on and they are going to have another $100,000 Sunday coming up this week. Make sure you get into that. And from now until October 4th, Underdog is matching 100% of all first deposits up to $500. I know we were telling you $100 last week. It's $500 now. So make sure you use that opportunity. Uh, Promo code SGPN, underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN, and that will double your first deposit up to $500. And make sure you tap in because we will be giving out an underdog contest at the end of the show. So please make sure you tap in and get our underdog pick'em roster. All right. Again, minus nine and a half for the New York Liberty. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm laying it. I think I am too. It really, I find it fascinating that the Liberty got run out of their own building and the spread, I think for game one was what, eight, eight and a half, nine? Yep. So the spread went up? Eight and a half. It was eight and a half. I was going to say, they got run out of their own building at eight and a half and now it's nine and a half? It it seems like the ultimate get right spot where Connecticut, I don't want to say they're going to be complacent with stealing home court advantage, but this is must win territory for the Liberty and I do wonder if the sun go down early, do they just tell themselves, we got our game, defend home court, we make it to the finals? It's the wrong mindset to have, but it always kind of creeps into the back of the minds of teams after they steal game one. It was in the NBA playoffs. I've mentioned this several times. If you have home court advantage and you lose game one, the odds of you winning game two are massive. 
I forgot the exact number, but teams that go down to 1-0 at home always win game two. I don't have the number, but it's it's like over 90%. It's massive. I, I think when I'm looking at this matchup, I think the Liberty probably roll here. I think it's pretty telling the line has gone up, even though the Liberty got buried in game one. Connecticut did what they had to do. The Liberty had a really bad game. We mentioned all the trends involving the long layoff against a game, a team that went to a game three, and that's why we took Connecticut. I'm on the Liberty, too. I think the line movement's pretty telling. I'll be, I think the Liberty win this game by, like, 15. I mean, they've been a cash cow coming off of a loss literally all season. This is 4-2 ATS in the first half, 66.7%, 5-1 ATS for the full game, 83.3%. They're absolutely dominant after a loss. Like, this is the ultimately – Kind of upset that I let our fandom not let us take the money line on the Suns in that first game because we really could have maximized this input of fading them in week one and then catching the Liberty in the ultimate dominant spot that they have been all season and coming off of a loss, being able to not only look good and win the game, but cover the spread as well. That that was the number. That's the only number I need for this game. Honestly, we've seen the Liberty after a loss all season, and I think this isn't anything different. I'm going to go ahead and play the first half. And I'm going to play the full game. I can get that first half number at Liberty minus five and a half and the full game. Like I told you at minus nine and a half, I think the Liberty roll here. Like, I think this is one of those games where the Liberty are able to find their stride on offense and they really lock down defensively on the Connecticut side and keep them from a, a large points total, probably keep them around that 70 point range in this one where they just kind of step up defensively so i am all over the new york liberty here i like them for the first half i like them for the full game and i like the under for the game at 159 and a half and by the way for your liberty first half play despite getting buried by 15 they actually were leading at halftime very much so so to go off the numbers by the way for game one connecticut shot 44.9 percent from the floor 33.3 percent from three so you know decent offensive numbers not amazing the Liberty shot 33.8% from the floor, 29.6% from three. I mean, That's they're one of the best runs. offenses in the league. 33.8%. Mm-hmm. They got they they're gonna shoot better than that. Like I, I think once again, the Liberty defensively were not atrocious. They just couldn't score. And I think that's fluky, if anything. They had a lot of open looks. They just didn't hit anything. Yeah. I'm yeah. I mean, that's it for me. I I are you on the under? Yeah. I think looking at this spot, I was going to lean to the under in most of these games anyway because of how familiar these teams are with each other and the fact that both teams are experienced. Connecticut does have more playoff experience than the Liberty do, but Stewart's been there before. John Quell's been there before. It's mostly an SQ and Laney, who I don't think have much experience. But still, the point is, I think when you're looking at these rosters, they should understand the gravity of the moment. And I do think Connecticut, once again, is going to try to slow the pace. You're not going to want to run with the Liberty. You want to keep it in the half court. And I do think, once again, that should result in a lower number. You mentioned you have the Sun around 70. I can see that. And I think if, once again, I have the Liberty winning by 15, I got some type of, like, 84-70, 85-70 type game. I'm on the under as well, but I am in a link to the Liberty. All right. Player props, what do you like here? Well, uh, the question is, do I keep riding it until it breaks? And I think the answer is yes. And they tried to move the assist number down for UNESCO in game one. They moved it down to four and a half. You know, you know, it didn't care. 
Yanescu because she had one assist. <laughs> like she, she wasn't close. I, I got to keep taking the unders for the assists here. For whatever reason, they have just decided to turn Yanescu into a pure just shooter. Like they don't let her really handle the ball that much, which I find a little bit bizarre. I would let her handle the ball more, and I noticed it in game three. I sorry, game two against the Mystics, where she just stood in the corner of overtime the entire time and was really not involved in anything. But under four and a half assists against minus 113, sure. Do I expect Yanescu to have a better game? Yes. I like the over on her points because she did nothing in game one. But it really just comes down to Sandy's offensive system, which is why I really don't like her as a coach. Yanescu's doing nothing half the time, and she's their second best player. I feel like, once again, they're pivoting more towards Laney and more towards Stewart, obviously, you just won MVP. But Yanescu doesn't really have many chances to facilitate when Vandersloot is handling pretty much all of the pick-and-roll responsibilities, and they keep running Yanescu off screens. I get it. Yanescu's a great three-point shooter. She had the best three-point shootout contest performance probably of all time in any league, but she doesn't get put in spots to facilitate. So I'm going to take the under on her assist of four and a half because I've mentioned it before and I'll mention it again. I got to go through the numbers for Ionescu's assist because most of these games have not been close. So to go through her assist numbers, one, five, two, and that's her playoff number so far. And the five was, once again, all in a pretty much a first half moment there. She had zero assists in the final 17 minutes of the game, give or take. I'm on the under for assists for Ionescu. I think four and a half is too high. I like the over in points and threes, though. I think that she's going to have a big game score. As I think about it, the same person that made Chelsea Gray that third place vote had to have made, I'm almost positive, had to have made Asia Wilson. Yeah, because that would only make sense because they have to fit somebody else. If you don't have Asia in the top three, somebody else has to slide in. So that one person that had Chelsea Gray as the third place vote made Asia a fourth place vote. That person screwed us. Well, that person should lose their vote. There's they no way you can have Chelsea Gray favored to an MVP over Asia Wilson. That doesn't make any sense. That is ridiculous. Why do you have a vote? Oh, my gosh. I just I, – I, I, and, I mean, I guess we kind of do like them because that means that they either made AT a first or second place vote. But you're even, just an idiot. It's not even about the you're money that idiot. we lost. It's just about the people who vote having no idea how to actually vote for awards. It happens in the NBA all the time. You release this all the going... ballots and then people go, well, who's this idiot? And they vote every year. And there's always one or two rogue ballots that don't make any sense. And you think that they should, who was it, Mark Jackson? It was Mark Jackson who had Jokic fifth for MVP and he claimed that he didn't realize the order or something. That was Mark Jackson, right? I, I, I have no idea. I, I think it was Mark know. Jackson who had Jokic like fifth for MVP, and everyone's like, what the hell is wrong with you? And he's like, oh, I misread the instructions. I'm like, then you definitely shouldn't vote. How about you misread instructions while sending in an envelope? But that happens I, in the I, NBA all the time. Anyway. Whatever. Just, yeah, just to close it out, Sabrina over 15 and a half is just an automatic lock. 15 and a half is way too low after such a bad performance. Back-to-back games, she's had 11 points and 12 points. Once again, Sandy's going to have to scheme her open. She's her second-best player. Let her cook. First of all, I don't care if you – you don't have – she don't have to scheme her open for nothing. Sabrina can hit over two defenders of freaking 30-foot three-point shot. Like, I'll rephrase. And, Sandy has to get her more involved in the action because she's standing in the corner doing nothing for half of these possessions for no reason. 
I think that Sabrina walks into this points total. If Sandy's schemes are over, and this is where the rest of my handicap was coming in at, if Sandy's schemes are open, then we're pretty much liable for the ladder here. I think she's got a shot 20, for 30. Yeah. 20 points is 2 to 1, two, plus 205, it. and 25 is plus 680. I, I mean, I, I got to slam that. You're telling me that without her, without Sandy coaching, doing anything, Sabrina can probably walk into 15 points here. And you're oh, telling me yeah. if she decides to feature her in this offense, I think we're, we're a shoe in for 30. I, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and just give out the Sabrina and Ionescu points ladder. So make sure you tap into that. I like her three points. Her three pointers made at over three and a half. I'm just all in on Sabrina Nesca. I think this is the great, a great bounce back game for her. Alyssa Thomas, eight and a half rebounds is still sitting there uh, at plus 106. I will take that. Uh, Jockwell Jones, they moved her rebounds up to 10 and a half. Still not afraid of it at there. That's at plus I think it was 114. 10 and a half last game. She went over anyway. Uh, yeah, matter. no, no worries there on the rebounding front. Uh, maybe a little bit more for Jocko Jones because I think it's going to be slightly more makes, but I still think that you'll have some some misses. And I think this is an under game, so you still have opportunity for rebounds. And it's going to be those two major- primarily. So I, I like those plays uh, to add that to your Sabrina Ionescu under assist play as well. I like Bonner uh, under 7.5 rebounds. I don't know why your number's at 7.5. Yeah, it's getting too high at this point. She had seven in game one. She was good in game one, and the Liberty couldn't yeah. have a shot. She still only had seven rebounds. She played 39 minutes. She had seven rebounds. Like I, I think that seven and a half is way too high for a for a Bonner rebounding number. I'm on the under. I like her under 19 and a half, too. I don't know how she's gotten this high. And we're expecting I get it. the Liberty to once again hit more shots. She had seven rebounds with the opponent shooting like 33% from the floor. That's not going to happen. She also didn't shoot the ball well. Yeah. That game either, and she just barely got to that 20. She was, what, six for 19? Two for 10 so, from three. What is six for 19 transfer over two point? Uh, 30, 31.5%. Yep. So, yeah, Very, pretty easy there. I, I feel pretty good about those props. Before we get to the last game of Slate, got to talk to you about VSIN, newest sponsor of the show. We're brought to you by VSIN. Sign up now and save 40% off football season special when you use promo code SGPN. And make sure you go to vcent.com slash subscribe to use that promo code SGPN. 40% off the football season special. Look, if you're not going to do it for us, do it for Sean and Ryan. Do it for, you know, these are the guys that carry the po- that carry the network. You know, CEOs of the network, they are in a contest with the other VSIN shows to see who can sell the most subscriptions. And then the winning show is going to get a $1,000 Super Bowl future that they can put on any team. So guess what? If they win, Sean and Ryan are going to cut you in on the prize. So make sure you step one, go to vcin.com, slash subscribe, use that promo code SGPN and sign up. And then go to sportscalingpodcast.com slash vcin and submit your proof of purchase. And that will get you your entry into the contest where, one, if we do win and we get that $1,000 Super Bowl future, they will place it on a team. And if it hits, you will get a equal piece of the action. And so, look. Those guys aren't going to pick somebody weird. Like they're not going to. They're not going to go off script here. They're going to. They're probably going to pick the right Super Bowl winner. So make sure you go. You subscribe and you get in on some of that free money here. Vsin.com slash subscribe. Promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Vsin and submit that receipt. All righty here. Last game on the slate. We are going to the West Coast. 
Las Vegas Aces welcoming the Dallas Wings for game two of their series. Aces won 1-0 in game one. Minus 10.5 is the line now. That's come up half a point. Total has come up from 174.5 to 175.5. First game came in at 180. If the I believe we said wings, the total should have been 180. We, we should work for the odds makers at some point, right? And we did, And I did say that we should take the total all the way up. Well, when I took it all the way up, I got 186 and a half at like plus 280. We were close, and if the Wings had a better second half, we clear this easily, clear this, like so easily clear 186. I mean, game two unders just mean nothing to me in this series. No, they they really – and maybe if we, if we lose it, I'm perfectly fine losing it because nine times out of ten, we're going to cash the over in every other game as well. I, I don't know how you get away from playing the over in this game. These teams run. They're going to score a bunch of points, and the Aces are probably going to score close to 100 points, if not 100 points in every game in this series. There were also two quarters with less than 40 points, and the game still landed 180. You had 55 points in the second quarter, and you had 48 points in the fourth quarter. And yet the game still went to 180. I'm saying with the 39 in the first quarter and 38 in the, in the third quarter, I, I'm not taking an under. Like I, you had 55 points in a quarter. I, I mean, like that could happen easily. That could happen in multiple quarters in every game here. So, the over is the easy part. I mean, we're just not going to think too hard about that. No, the uh, there's there's probably it. another there's probably another show somewhere somewhere that's going to convince you on taking the under game two unders. Blah blah. I, I'm just not going to take the chance. I'm I'd rather just it, bet yeah. the over. I, I will bet the over every game in this series, and I will take the units that I come out. Yeah, the over's going to hit more than the under, so you might as well just take some profit. Besides, there's my lock in game one. I'm not going to pivot in game two. However, I think we might have some disagreement here. Spreads at 10.5. What do you like here? I'm on the fence because the wings were really competitive for three quarters. The problem was they got absolutely buried right at a halftime. They got outscored 26 to 12 into the third quarter. So, on one hand, you can argue it's an outlier quarter. And assuming the Wings don't have that blowout quarter, they can hang with the Aces. On the other hand, I don't want to compare it to the first round with the Wings and the Dream. But I do wonder if the Aces are just in another class. And the Wings are a great offensive team, but they just can't stop the Aces. And you're looking at what the Aces are going to do in every game of the series. The Aces really might average like 97 points per game in this series. And my concern is that the Aces have a gear defensively that the Wings don't have. And I just wonder if the Wings can voluntarily get into shootouts with a team that's better at winning shootouts than them. That's kind of the problem that I have. So for the spread, I think I'm leading Aces. I really don't feel great about it, but I just think once again, the Wings, I know for a fact, cannot stop anybody. And the Aces can. The Aces have a gear defensively that I think can really help them outscore the Wings in these blowout quarters. And that's the deciding factor for me. I think I'm going to lean to the Aces minus 10.5. I don't feel great about it, but I do think that there's definitely a class disparity between these two teams. And it's mainly on the defensive end. The Wings are going to give up 97 points per game in this series, and I have concerns about the Wings needing to score 88 or 87 in order to cover. I think I'm going to lean to the Aces. Uh, I mean, 
it makes sense if we disagree, because once again, the Wings had one bad quarter. If they don't, they cover. But that's the problem I have. The Aces will not have any bad quarters. Yeah, and I just I don't I don't know that that. Mm. I mean, you watch. I'm sh- I'm assuming you watched part of Game One. Of course, there's NFL on, so you probably had a separate TV on. But I mean, it was layup lines. They can't stay in front of any of these people on the Aces. It's just it's just a free bucket every time down the floor, which we yeah. expected. But yeah, and it is it is pretty much what we expected. And so, really, what it is for me is. I think that uh, it, it's so tough because the Aces have been really good at limiting Enrique Ugumawale. She hasn't had really good games against the Aces over the course of the season. Satsu Sabali's kind of been up and down a little bit, but they find ways to kind of keep themselves in these games despite despite all of that. And so it's just letting me like it's just at some point. Like we at no point did we think the Wings were going to win this series, but at some point I'm just leaning more to the fact of like this Wings team is going to break through, like they've done it before, and maybe it's at home. Maybe it's it at, home, at home where they where, good where they get the opportunity at home. Uh, I'm still going to back them here with the ten and a half. It feels like a night. I, I I feels like a very good contrarian play to go here and take the Wings here at ten and a half. Um, and I still think that you know. Again, one quarter, like I was one quarter shot, and that's despite them having some really bad, like a really rough third quarter. And, you know, the first quarter was a little bit was, you know, mm, like in terms of scoring wise. So I think I'm going to stick with my gut here and go with wings again and say the wings keep this one under 10. This is a little bit more competitive. I think Satsu Sabali is really going to be the difference maker here and her finding a way to be able to break through that the uh, interior defense of the Las Vegas Aces because that's where you can attack them. And that's where the people have been able to attack them all season, especially with Candace Parker out is really, really challenging them on the outside, on the inside, getting Asia Wilson in difficult situations where you're, you're more of attacking Kia Stokes than you're attacking Asia Wilson. And I think that's where they can really find themselves some really good days. You don't want to go at the defensive play of the year. You want to go at the other person aside from her. So, uh, I'm going to roll with Dallas here and say that the second, the game two adjustments come through and they keep this one in 10. I don't think they get the win. I think the the aces do go up 2-0 and we're going back to Dallas down two games. But I, I'm so I'm not really confident in a money line play here, but I am taking the 10 and a half because I think this probably falls somewhere a little bit closer, maybe a five, six point win for for the aces as Dallas really, really tried to make it make things interesting. Dallas first half is kind of tempting. I'm not gonna lie. Just them coming out in game two is kind of tempting in the first half. But I just I think that this scoring is just gonna be on another level for the Aces. Like I said, it was really really easy scoring for them. And uh, like Dallas was getting tougher shots, and they, they, shout out to them for keeping up that they were getting tougher shots a lot of that a lot of the game. But the Aces shots were a lot easier, and I'm hoping to see that regress in game two and them make things a little bit more difficult and keep themselves in it, especially in the fourth quarter. So not a good feeling there. Didn't feel as good as I did about game one, and maybe that's a good thing because they didn't go my way in game one. But uh, I will take Dallas plus 10.5. We both agree on the over. that it, we, we really like the totals on this slate, uh, but I really like the Liberty as well. And for player props. I'm going back to a Rike assist. Uh, I don't know why I would go away from it. It's at, I believe it's still at four and a half, I think. And 
No, I see five and a half now. So I, I don't think I can take five and a half. Uh, unfortunately, it's at five and a half. So I'm going to have to pivot. It's um, fine because I'll stick with Satsu Sabli assist because I she's not getting any credit for what she's been able to do distributing the basketball. And again, they starting to give her respect her and give her a lot more attention. And so she's been able to find a lot of open shooters. She had seven assists that last game. I had her at, at four, and, four half. and a half. Yeah, I had her at four and a half before uh, the last game, and I'm getting her at four and a half here. I'm not switching up. She had seven. I still like it at seven. Uh, I still like it at four and a half. I think she can have another close to six, seven assists here. So Satsu Sabli over four and a half assists. Yeah, I think I like that angle too. I do wonder what from game one is going to repeat itself and what from game one is going to change because Arike was really bad from the floor. She went two for six from three. She took 14 shots, and I'm concerned that maybe she's going to start jacking up more shots, so maybe I'm tempted by Arike threes for a pivot. But McCown was in foul trouble the entire game. She only played 23 minutes. I'm expecting her to play better. Asia cooked her to pieces, man. I mean, she, she Asia had 34 and eight. And that's like, the one thing that I, I took away from that game that I'm like, I'm done. I, I can't back Tia McGowan in this game. Like, I, I just can't. I, I Asia's too fast. She's going to beat she's her down the good. floor. She's and she gonna... has to be her primary defender. Tiara has to be her primary. She has no chance of staying on the floor in this series at this point. And, and Asia's also motivated because she lost the MVP. So She has no chance. She, I think that is so correlated. We take Asia's over and we take Tiara, like some type of Tiara McGowan under. Maybe not on rebounds because she could get that in one no, quarter. No, it would be points if anything. But yeah, we take her points under. There's no way she's staying on the floor. And that's also why the Aces want to run because no offense to McCown, but she's the, she's the slowest player on the floor again so, 34 points no threes i'm trying to think of what else i want to go back to do i just go back to kelsey threes she went five of ten in game one i don't think they can guard her i don't think they can guard her or jackie or i mean chelsea jackie's a two and a half the, chelsea Gray just didn't get the workload but i don't think they can guard any of them on outside i think the perimeter shots for all three of them are live yeah plum for threes here is a pretty solid deal uh, let me just find the exact number on that, but I'm pretty sure it's it's around plus money. Oh, let me see. Plum two and a half is minus one thirty, but Jackie two and a half is plus one oh two. Give me Jackie all day. Yeah, I'll Jackie went Jackie five for six in money. game one. I'm tempted by Plum again. Uh, I know Plum can be streaky at times, but we know that she's a shoot first guard. And if the Aces are going to score ninety something plus points again, Plum's dropping twenty plus. So I just want to look at the numbers head to head wise. Uh, so looking at Plum's numbers, she was quiet from three until that game one performance, but going five of 10 is still impressive. Uh, in the other games this season against Dallas, she made four threes, went four for nine, went four for seven, didn't play in the other ones. So she's made at least four three-pointers in every game against the Wings this season. I'm on the Plum three, so I think two and a half is too low. Yeah. All right. I'm with you there. I think both. I mean, we expect the scoring to be up. Who's going to do the scoring if they're not hitting? It's about volume. I mean, if the Aces are going to score 90 something points and Plum took 10 three pointers in game one, I'll take the two and a half. And and that's I mean, it's the same thing for me It's just less volume, more efficiency. Jackie had the same amount of threes that she totally took six. They're going to. Yeah, they're and, and I'm getting plus money like that's It's insane. It's insane to me. And. What's even more insane is the fact that we didn't hit that Alyssa Thomas fifty to one bet. Like that's that that's the only. That's more gonna haunt us thing. for a while. 
I, I'm probably going to talk about that for the rest of the playoffs. Like, honestly, I'm, fair. I'm probably going to fit it in at random points in the rest of the playoffs. Matter of fact, I challenge somebody to keep a counter of how many times that I can slide in there that we lost a 50 to one bet on Alyssa Thomas MVP, even though she led in first place votes. Like, I, I just, I challenge you to be able to keep a tally of how many times I'm able to mention that. All right. By the way, here. I do want to ask. I do want to ask you about some long shot props here. I don't see okay. any uh, parlays, but I do see that there is a double doubles market here. Chelsea grade double doubles plus three sixty. She only had four assists in game one, which is why it's a little bit iffy. But once again, if you're looking for a proper overall script, and the Aces team total once again is in the nineties. I mean, she's only had one double-double, though, in about the last nine games. But I do want to ask you if you think there's value at roughly plus 360. Because I do think, once again, if they're going to score a bunch of points. Unfortunately, she had none against the Wings this season, including the regular season. But 360 kind of caught my eye. Mm, I think it's all right. I just wanted to bring it up. I wasn't sure if that was... Uh, you thought that was a fair price, or maybe there was a little bit of meat on the bone there. Mm, what? Say it all again. It's uh, just double double for Chelsea Gray at plus three sixty. She's had zero double doubles against the Wings this season. I think it's just. I think it's. I think the only reason is meat on the bone is because we expect there to be two hundred points in the game, and she's the point guard of the team. So that, that's kind of my logic. It's just like, based it's, on I, that's really it. Like I, it's really no other handicap of you have a point guard in a really high scoring game, and you think that, like you know, I think Satsu at three forty is even interesting because Satsu can get us a double double plenty of ways. I was going to ask you, though, between... what, what do you prefer? Do you prefer Sabali double-double? Oh, Satsu at... easy. No, no, no. I was, I was going to oh. say, do you prefer Satsu double-double at 340 or Satsu 10 plus rebounds at 410? No, double-double at 340. She can get it. She can get it via... She, she, like, I think that we're really underestimating the amount of assists that she's really racking up in these games. I just think like, she's, she's more likely to get it from rebounds. You're getting an extra Well, of course, minutes. because she's like 6'4". So, of course, you think it's more likely. That's what I'm saying. But that's what I'm saying, that the books are way off on four and a half assists and that she's she's getting more credit. She's not getting enough credit because she's not going out there. Like Alyssa Thomas dropping seven, um, eight, nine assists every single game. But she's really, really involved in that. And I think that if you sat here and we looked at the game and she had some 20... 29 and 10 and she got it between points and assists i'm not surprised because she she she's that involved in one them not really having a true point guard uh i mean crystal dangerfield is out there but she's really more out there because of her defensive intensity and uh how she is able to play off back cuts and it's really more of satsu and arike running the offense and getting everybody involved and she just doesn't get the credit for that so i'd rather take the double double at plus 340 because i think that even though yes it's more likely because she's one of the taller individuals out on the court that she gets it via rebounds there is a very high possibility that she also gets it via assist as well because she's that involved in terms of dishing ball around all right um Let's go ahead and get into lock dog prop here. We'll give out an underdog pick em roster as well for my lock. Although I know it's a different show, but we did hit the NFL one. So I mean, I just I, I think that 
if you just blindly take our underdog. I was going to say, I don't know if that counts like as like a heater. It doesn't matter. Cross-promote, but we did hit our last underdog lineup together. So. And is that technically our last one? Which one yeah. was the which one? Which one did we? I think we recorded the shows on the same. That day was the after. afternoon game show. So that was the last one we did. But when did we record the last WNB episode? Was that before or after that one? Oh. That might have been. That might have been after. Fair, Either fair way, enough. whatever. Okay. Either way, you get what I'm saying. Either way, we're really freaking good at these underdog lineups. Just letting you guys know. All right, for my lock, not questioning it at all. The re- I'm really at this point. I'm just trying to decide if I want to take liberty for the full game or first half. Oh, but I've given I you're you going to say the over in the, in the Aces no. game. I thought, I thought you were going to say the over in the oh, Aces game as well. Five and one after a loss for the full game. Four and two after a loss in the first half. They did win that first half in the last game as well. So I think I'm going to just go to go ahead go New York Liberty minus five and a half first half minus one fourteen. I'm sorry. I, I they are so good after a loss. This team is really, really, really good after a loss. They come back, they make adjustments, and that's why I thought that a series against anybody would be tough because how much the Liberty make adjustments, and they do not just come out here and try the same thing. They're going to be able to to score the ball offensively in this game. I think that they're going to be a little bit more active on the defensive end and not letting you know Dewana Bonner come in the second half and absolutely cook them. I'm all over the New York Liberty here. New York Liberty minus five and a half. That's my lock in the first half. For my dog, same game. Sabrina and Eskew, 20 plus points, plus 205. If I think they do it, I think they're going to do it off the back of Sabrina and Eskew. She struggled a little bit, but as we know her, she's going to get the volume and opportunity that this is incredibly mispriced off of recent struggles. It's like incredibly mispriced off recent struggles. Plus 205 for 20 plus points for Sabrina Ionescu. And for my prop, I would go AT, but I don't want to sweep the same game because last time I did that, it, it went horribly wrong. I was very much considering going AT. I am just going to go Asia, Asia over 25, over 24 and a half points, excuse me, minus 128, a little bit juice there, but this, even though I have AT ahead of her and AT should have won MVP over her, I did have her in second. And she so we did agree. We, we had Stewart in third. Okay. We had the oh, yeah. I said, I said that earlier. Now I was just confirming. All right. Oh yeah. I said that earlier. Yeah. I, I had Stewart in third. She did not, she did does not deserve to be MVP. I will say that she does not deserve to be MVP right now. I had AT and Asia both ahead of her. And so I think Asia gets some get back. Like, come on. Asia is petty. Like, do y'all not know her? Like, do you not watch her interviews? Do you not start to kind of like pick up on some of her tendencies as a person of what she shows you in the media? She is petty and she is going to a hundred percent go out there and especially because Stewie's game is on first, if she, this is like, you know, going back to my parallel with winning time, by the way, they canceled it, man. They canceled that's some, winning that's some time. nonsense, by the way. I can't imagine the ratings were bad I, for HBO. I, 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 it, I don't know, man. I didn't even get to see that was a the good last show. episode. So I haven't watched the last episode yet. Because I got so pissed. So this is what happened. I think what was that other show that I think it was Quantico, but Quantico kind of went down in that last season. So I didn't really like that show anyway. But 
whenever I find out that a show gets canceled, I automatically get turned off and I don't want to watch it anymore because then it's going to get me so excited to see what happens next season and there's not going to be a next season. I don't, but, know, if can, I don't know if canceled's the right word, though, because it's not like it's based on ratings. Like I'm trying to remember... Oh, again, it might get not renewed, by another network. not renewed, whatever. Whatever. Like, I was going to say, it, it could be it was up canceled. On like Netflix That's it, we'll Scott. Say. You just pulled the, oh, yeah, we just decided to part ways with this coach. Like, I just can't no, believe that the show him. ended up getting no, discontinued because it, I, I actually thought the ratings for that show were probably good. Right? I would have thought so. I would have thought so too, but apparently not. They chose I don't know. to cancel it. I actually they chose to part ways. By, by they chose to part ways with Winning Time. So. All I know is Netflix spent is spending like millions of dollars on a live remake of Squid Games. I think they might pick up Winning Time. It would not shock me if Netflix Wait. ended up picking up the remainder. Wait, a live remake of Squid Game? Wait, Squid Games is already a live show. Well, Squid Games. I meant like it's going to be a reality game show thing. Except you don't kill oh, people. It's for like money. An actual, oh, like an actual show. It's an actual oh, game show with like 300 people. But you don't kill the people if they lose. Well, I mean, Netflix picked up Manifest. so That's I, my point. I, they pick up a bunch of stuff. I think Netflix might pick up that show. Shut but, up, Manifest, man. I really enjoy Manifest. All right. Like I was saying, yeah. Uh, I just, again, parallels to Larry Bird and uh, Magic where they were looking at the newspaper clippings of the other person having a great game and then went out and had a great game themselves. Asia's going to do that same thing. If Brianna Stewart goes off in this game early or on, she I, doesn't honestly, or if she, she doesn't, she's going to, Oh, Asia's good. She's locked in for this 25 points. Give me Asia over 25, over 24 and a half. All right. Just to recap what I did. Liberty first half minus five and a half for my lock for my dog, Sabrina Nescu, 20 plus points plus two Oh five and Asia Wilson over 24 and a half points minus minus one twenty eight. Scott over to you. All right, uh, so for my lock, I think I actually am going to go with a prop here. I really like that plum over two and a half threes at minus 130. Take it. I, I, ju- I just think I got to take it. She's had at least four in every game against the Wings this uh-huh. season. She had five in game one. She took, she took 10 threes in game one. And the Aces, once again, are probably going to score 95-plus points. I just see a lot of pace. I see a lot of open looks. They can't guard her. I see Plum making a bunch of shots. Give me Plum over two and a half threes as my lock. For my dog, I think we're going to have the same dog. I really like Yanescu 20-plus points at that price. Take the 25 so that we can tout. Or or you take the 20 and I'll take the 25. I'll take the 20. Okay, I'll take the So then switch my dog. I'm 25-plus at plus six. That. Say uh, uh, plus six eighty. That was on the wrong game. Thanks. So all right. So my dog is twenty five plus at plus six eighty, and then Scott's got the twenty because we can't have the same one. That's going to change. Yeah. So we got I'll it. We got and we got a tout. We have yeah. the tout at the end. So yeah, I'll take an SQ uh, twenty plus at plus two hundred five. It's a good price for a player that we know can go full flamethrower mode at any time. So I'll go with an SQ over uh, that number. And for my prop, I think I have to go back to the. Uh, Liberty game there. I got to go with Bonner under seven and a half rebounds. That's just a crazy number. I, I, I can't support a number being that high. I know it's it's minus 130, so it is juiced. But once again, the Liberty shot like 34% from the floor. She played 39 minutes, and she only had seven rebounds. Like I just don't see a world where the Liberty... I, I think that was the perfect game script for her to get 10 rebounds. And she got seven. She played basically every minute. The Liberty couldn't hit a shot. 
and yet she only had seven. I see the Liberty getting it going more offensively, which should result in less rebounding chances. John Quell and Stewie are beasts on the boards, and I don't think that Bonner is going to match up well against either of them. There's how many rebounds to go around. And we know AT is a good rebounder, too. Give me Bonner under seven and a half rebounds as my prop at minus 130. All right. I went ahead and threw all of that in the underdog, and this is what I came out with. Sabrina Ionescu, higher, 16 and a half points. Asia Wilson, higher, 25 points. Kelsey Plum, higher, two and a half three-pointers made. And Dewana Bonder, lower, seven rebounds. We haven't done a four. We haven't gone for four yet. I don't know if I want the Bonner at seven. I kind of wanted that hook. I mean, we push. I know we push. I'm just saying I, I just don't like the fact that they took off half a rebound for no reason. Let's trust like, it. Like, I, I was going to say, 130 is a, real, a reasonable number for us, for an actual line. I don't know why it's at seven. Okay, sure. I say we trust. Yeah, I say we trust it. Let's, she had let, seven let's in the perfect game script. I think she has like five in this game. There we go. All right. So four pays 10 to one, people. 10 to one. Oh, man. I mean, we're on an absolute heater. And so this could continue or this could completely blow up in our faces. But you know what? We're still up a million kajillion units. So it doesn't matter. And I bet all of these. So I can tell you, we are still up. Like, we're still up. The money is in the account and the money's not going anywhere. I'm actually planning on just leaving it there and seeing where we at by the time the end of the season. Well, mm, that's not a because I'd be using it for NFL sometimes. I was going to say we do the have, NFL stuff too. Yeah. So. But we still hit those too. So it's like, man, it doesn't that matter. A, that was we a continue, beautiful underdog. We continue, yeah, we continue to hit. We just continue to win. So whether it's NFL, whether it's WNBA, just continue backing us with the underdog pick'em contest. There you go. I gave it to you. I'll give it to you one more time. Sabrina Nescu higher 16 and a half points. Asia Wilson higher 25 points. Kelsey Plum higher two and a half three-pointers made. And Dewana Bonner lower seven rebounds. Scott, anything else for people before we get up out of here? Not really. A reminder, we do have the Thursday night football show later tonight at about 7 o'clock Eastern. So five hours from now, we got an NFL show to do. But no, that's basically it. All righty. And for the 19 people that are in the stream, I saw you people leave before I ended up getting out of here. But 19, make sure you like the video on the way out. Anybody else that comes to YouTube and you're catching this at 1.25 speed or 1.5 speed or whatever, trying to watch it before the game, make sure you like the video on the way out. Shout out to the two people that just joined back again. Make sure you like the video on the way out. And for everybody that's listening in your ears, wherever you get your podcast, even if you're not listening via podcast, go over to the podcast and give us a five-star review, please. We've been killing these underdog lineup. Matter of fact, just, I, I challenge you because I'm curious to see how many reviews come in. Everybody send a five-star review and just say underdog lineups. Just say underdog. Line. That's it. Just say underdog. That's it. And that'll tell me that you've been playing the underdog lineups and you've been cashing with us. Other than that, I have and nothing or, else to say. Or nothing. another idea. If you want to send us a review, how about you send us your favorite underdog pick in the review? Oh, that'd be fun. I, Throw it in there. We'll make a community entry. Yeah, yeah. Or, or even, so we might not get them back to make it, but le- make it like what you like in the future. So take the series that we have, take your handicap for the series, and give us an underdog pick in the future, and we will use that. Matter of fact, we're going to start using the chat feature as well and start using y'all to help build these underdog lineups as well. We'll have a... We'll uh, make you two. Know, we'll do one we'll for make us. Two. One we'll community. do for one for us, and then we'll do one for the listeners. So that will get started next episode, definitely. See you all next time, but other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of ending podcast, just ending like this. I am going to watch that last episode of Winning Time. 
Alyssa Thomas got freaking robbed and I can't say it enough. And I'm really, really disgusted. And I just don't know how she won first place votes and did not win, even though I'm looking at the votes and I can clearly see how it happened. I don't understand how she got the most first place votes and did not win the award. And we're never going to get Alyssa Thomas for 50 to one again. Like that was such an opportunity that was wasted because she will never be priced at 50 to one again. I, I, I just cannot understand how we didn't get that. We are out of here.